Dimelo Mutine on Life Happens weekdays 1 to 3 p.m. on SAFM. A very good afternoon to you. Thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. I am out here in Pretoria, as I mentioned yesterday. I'm at the Copano Monyano God, the Founder Center for Homeless People. And uh, it's buzzing in the streets of, uh, of of Pretoria. I've been out with the homeless. We are feeding now the homeless. This is part of what we decided to do for Mandela Month. And uh, it's not going to stop here. That's not my purpose. My purpose is that uh, we go out to the streets of all of South Africa, meet and see and and you know be part of our communities and so we've come out here to be part of the homeless community today to understand what life on the streets of South Africa is like um, you'll remember that it wasn't so long ago when there the, the was a what they called a serial killer um, who was murdering the homeless in Pretoria we'll touch on that one a little bit later on with some officials who, who know better about that case but we just wanted to understand what life must be like for the homeless in South Africa. We do know that it's different from one city to another. We know that very recently we were hearing that there were fines given to the homeless in the Cape and so on. So we're just going to give you a little bit of a taste of, of what it's like to be homeless. Uh, we're trying to understand the life of the homeless, their plight of the homeless, all the issues, security issues, everything that uh, a homeless person in South Africa uh, faces. We're going to try and bring you a little bit of that so we we've come to a shelter it's no it's not a shelter it's it's a space where the homeless come to eat the homeless come to bathe they they're able to give to be given clothes and so on they're also given a space where they can leave their belongings and it's a very important issue this where they can leave their belongings it's got many many implications we'll touch on that just uh, uh, a little bit later on in the show but as we go along I'm hoping that this show will just open our eyes a little bit into what life must be like for people who are homeless in this country so the person that has put us uh, in touch with this particular center is uh, the owner and founder of the center pastor Catherine Mohale who herself was homeless for, listen to this, seven years. Pastor, thank you very much for affording us the space to come and spend the afternoon with you today. Thank you very much, Pimelo. So, what inspired you to put together this community to help the kind of um, people that you've pulled together to help here? Where did it start? This starts from my pain, you know, because I'm from a homeless I know the pain, you know, and then uh, I know how they feel. I, I know how they feel, and I know I, I believe that one day they'll be like me. That's why I'm pushing to assist these people, and nothing is stopping me because of I know the pain that they are going through. And then it, it, you know, I was happy. I was happy after being repentant, you know. Repentance, it was a very important part in my life when God spoke to me. God spoke to me. God knows why I was helpless, why I was homeless. He says, because you are here, this is the purpose that I want you to do. I give you this job. 
the way you are, you are going to stand up, you are going to help the people, and you are going to pray for these people, you are going to feed these people. I'm the Lord, your God is going to answer you one day. So we'll continue this conversation. As you can hear, it's getting noisier and noisier outside. The queues are, are moving at a very fast pace. There is a system here, and we'll tell you about how it's done. Uh, but essentially, we're out in the streets of Pretoria. There is a building here that uh, assists these people to, to get shelter. Well, not shelter, but they come in to, to be fed. They come in here to bathe and yes. so on. They're documented, yes. and their belongings are also uh, kept in a safe space. And uh, there is at least... Uh, an address that they're given. So we'll have this conversation as we go along in the show. Uh, do stay with us. And I want you to also be a part of this show. So call us on 0891-104-207 and uh, let us check the life of the homeless in this country. Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. We are back here. I'm in Pretoria and we are in Church Street. Uh, it, there's a, a little off slip out uh, out of Church Street. And uh, there is a building here that doesn't belong to anybody. Apparently the building uh, was given to uh, the community. That's how it was given to the community. The community established a cent, uh, about a, what they call an association of sorts. Nothing about this is formal. So you've got to understand the terms are, are difficult to come out because it's not quite a formal. Um, but then Pasta Mohale uh, is the custodian of this building and what she's doing here is absolutely phenomenal. Allowing people to come in who are homeless, take a shower, to come in, register themselves. They've given them lockers and what this means for them essentially is that these lockers allow them to have an an address an address that allows them to get documentation like IDs and so on very very important you will never know how this goes a long way it's a small little cubicle I've seen it with my own two eyes literally a pigeonhole that allows them to call themselves person X that resides in space whatever and that cubicle is essentially the only address that they have it allows them to get access to banks and so on and so on but I'll take you back to Pastor Mohale who started at the center and um your your arrival in the city and being on the streets how did you get to the streets i didn't plan to be in the street it was the abuse and the neglected of my husband you know our it was very tough because and even for me to be out of my house it was not because i just go myself I was involved in the car accident because of the stress and I ended up in Tony District Hospital because I was here in the city by that time, you know, doing the dressmaking. I was a dressmaker by that time and the dressmaker, I got finished when I was involved in the car accident and sleeping in the hospital for three months without anybody checking me, you know, and then uh, the only way I, 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 I hear from my husband, it was that he came to the nurses and says he doesn't want to see me in the house anymore. Because if I come discharge and I come home and then it's going to kill me, then that's make me to, to, to not to, to go back to my, to my house because he was fighting now. And then I'm working with the double crunches. I don't have anyone to help me. So the, the, the only person who helped me is the caretaker of the building where I was doing the, uh, the, the dressmaking. They're the ones that give me a space for uh, three months and then they were afraid of the city property because the building was belonged to the city property. And when the, the time that I, I can't even afford to pay the rent for, 
for my, 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 my business, then everything finished and then I, do, I don't have a place to stay. Where, I, where were your children at the time? My children, I left my children home while I was in the hospital. hospital, yeah. So it was tough for them to come to me because they didn't have money. So one day, one of my, my, my children, he just got money, I don't know, somewhere. Then he led that small, the, the, my two children to come and join me in the building because those who are small, they didn't, there is no one who can assist them at home. So they come and join me. Then, we sleeping in that office, hiding in the office of city property until they evict me in that office. And then uh, there was someone who told me that when I am out of the building, then I ask help for uh, to another woman who's staying to this building called Divilas of in Sunnyside. That woman, he took us with my children. Then we go there. He go there. They show me a room. They give me a room. That's where I end up staying in there. And the fight was big in my house. My in-laws, they were in. They don't want to see me any, anymore. Then I end up being a homeless in the place. Then the, in the homeless, there were pastors who are coming visiting the, in the homeless place. When you were homeless, yeah, you don't have your own own personal relatives that you could have gone to. My relatives, they abandoned me. There is no one who was taking care of me. Yeah. And what is it that was the most important thing for you at the time? What did you want to get out of life? You know, myself, because it was only God who saved me. After hearing the, 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 the voice from God that whom am I? I was happy and I myself I found myself in a good shelter you know and I become healed and the word was always supportive to me and the word was telling me to help the people within the place so that I can get more healing you know and I start continuing praying because myself I loved God I was a, I was a apostolic a church somewhere in Atridville. So I continue loving God and helping other people because I don't know, I don't know where to can stay, but that it was my home and those people become my family. You know, my relatives, there is no one who came to that place to come and check to check where I am. But to me today, I have this forgiveness. You understand? And and, and you were saying that you brought up two of your children yes matriculated while you were homeless. yes they, they became matriculated in a homeless place yes i was assisting treated by the, the woman called louise lotrit the white people they were coming in the in the building these white people when they come in you know giving food to the homeless people they find i was the important person in the building because i was always gathering people to pray together and then so everyone was coming in there they were looking at me that this is a relevant person that we can give and I was so supportive to everyone in the building even the people who were being called criminals they were bowing to me you know it was something that really I can't forget how did you get off the streets to get out of the street I get out the street while working you know because I was praying for these people I was doing what God was telling me going to visit hospitals I become a counselor in the hospital, the very same district, I was a counselor there, go with crunches, encouraging other people. That heals me, you know, because every day when I come back to come for a, a counseling from hospital, the word was telling me, now you go to prison. 
I also went to prison to pray for prisoners. And then even I was trained by the, the, the hospital. I've got certificated for a hospital for to be a counselor to the sick. I've got also the certificate from prison. I was trained by the prison. You know, it was an amazing thing happening to me. The city of Tuani trained me to be a project manager. You know, they give me this knowledge and understanding. Then I, 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 we start now making a management that we, re, we, we register the NGO. It was so fun. Seven years of living the Seven years, That's yes. Pastor Catherine Mohale, who's established this uh, entity that we're at today, Kopano Manyano God, the founder center of the homeless. And uh, we'll continue these discussions with the homeless, with those people who dedicated themselves to this project. And we'll give you a little bit of a glimpse into the life of the homeless in this country.